This is the culture clinic. We're my co- <laughs> Okay, here we go. You've hired someone new, but the honeymoon phase is over. Now, how do you keep them engaged on a day-to-day -day basis? Is there a way to keep the flame alive? Let's find out. This is the Culture Clinic, where my co-founder Joe and I are constantly learning from HR experts on how to build a culture where people love to work. My name is Skay, and I'm one of the co-founders here at Gusto, and I'm joined today by Kwesi Thomas, an expert in rewards and recognition. Kwesi, let's dive into this week's topic, creating an employee engagement action plan. What keeps you engaged at work? I'll probably say this a few times already today. For me, it's uh, two things. And I, I like the statements, meaningful work with meaningful people. If I could do meaningful work along with people that I enjoy doing the work with, and I think they're we're doing something um, uh, collectively uh, great, that keeps me engaged. I like that. You know, I think back on kind of uh, the ten years that we've been kind of working here at Gusto, and um, I think you you kind of nailed a few things there. For me personally, um, you know, one thing that kind of really keeps me engaged is is hearing from customers and hearing that like it is making an impact in their organizations um and so if we're putting in kind of a recognition program with a new customer and um they are seeing kind of uh results from that program uh that that really kind of fires me up to kind of keep coming back yeah i'll throw that in my meaningful work category you're doing something that you think matters and, and it has an impact right and you can see it. There are lots of other aspects in terms of being, you know, engagement, in terms of being recognized and all sorts of other facets. But to me, like to the core of what's uh, what actually engages me is I, I want to be recognized, I want to be rewarded, I want to do all of the have all of the um the other aspects that go with engagement. But if I don't have work that I actually think is meaningful and I can't know the people I'm doing with, I don't feel are, you know, adding to me, adding to the work, adding to the to the collective uh per, you know, thing that we're producing. Those two things really disengage me really quickly. I kind of almost can't live without those two things in terms of my personal engagement. And so what does it mean to you, Kwesi, to create an action plan for employee engagement? Fair enough, not not too dissimilar to, to, so to, to project planning with some small tweaks to it. I think a large part, you need to know what you're trying to solve for. And so for me, if you're trying to just create an action an employee engagement plan without the we're like, what is it? What are you trying to solve for? Is there an engagement issue? Is there a morale issue? Is there a people issue? Like you've got to know what you're trying to solve, or it's just generally improving the the quality of the of the of the lives of the employees. Whatever that engagement you're trying to uh, improve or to fix, um, you got to understand what that is clearly and be able to articulate that. Um, and then you can create, you know, some initiatives, actions, things you're going to take to to. Uh, improve or, or remediate whenever the whatever those uh, issues were and then all the typical real good project planning stuff should come in line you should have you know, ownership and timelines and a way to measure the results and to, to measure the results in for me on an in a in a frequency that allows you to make adjustments and continue to improve and not just what's the final outcome because a lot of times that's too long a run in an engagement and so you can't wait for a year or two years to find out if your engagement projects worked you're all going to check in on them <laughs> three months in or whatever that frequency is so you know if it's working so you can adjust them right and so um but for me that that's the big difference in the engagement programs is that there are a lot of times there are a softer things to measure in terms of like they're not numeric other than doing surveys um and so you need ways to like tell if it's working and then to improve it or do more of what's working and stop doing what's not working but an action plan to me for engagement is just that it's, it's an action plan I like what you said around kind of it needs to be specific, right? Like you need to kind of like survey the current state of things and understand, hey, what is the problem that we're trying to solve? So maybe you've got a story around kind of like a specific 
uh, engagement issue that you, you were really that you had identified, and then you kind of put an action plan in place to kind of solve that and what that looked like. The one that was probably a real issue, and, and it's happened. I've done it twice right in my experience. We had a lot of rollover vacations, so we got to the end of the year, and there were a lot of people carrying over a ton of vacation into next year. I'll, often more than you know, sometimes two or three years worth of vacation into it, and we're also experienced a lot of burnout from the employees at that time, where they were just they were, feel like they were too they're they're working too hard. And the company at the time um, didn't have, didn't want to do the, the the large payouts. We just, we were financially not a place where we could go, okay, you got two weeks, you got three more weeks coming up this year. You're carrying over four weeks and they got seven weeks for the buyout. We, we just couldn't afford to do the, some of those things. So the actual plan for us there was to do a, a lot, a, a lot of reprogramming with our managers and asking our managers to find time for their employees for their vacation. It wasn't up to the employees as much for that one year. We had, the actual plan was to help the employees find the time for that vacation. And we set a we set a target. It was BlackBerry. We set a target for how much we'd carry over the next year, and so we 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 said, okay, we're not carrying over more than, you know, I can't remember the exact number right now, but it's called three weeks into next into the following year. So this year, this is year to catch up, right? We're not doing any payouts. Let's do it. And so that that seemed like a you know the the issue was was vacation, but what we were really finding is people were burning out. They we weren't finding the time to take the vacation. There's always more to do, especially at that time in the history of the company, and so. Um, it was negatively affecting engagement because people were a not taking their vacation, not spending that time. B, they were overworking, and then they couldn't feel like they couldn't. There's no solution; just there's no end in sight to it. And so, through that year, not to say that everyone has solved it, but we found ways to help leaders find time for those people to a use that time, b um, uh, re up or, or bring their energy back up from having some time off, and c feel comfortable that our culture wanted you to actually have that balance because. At that time, there was a lot of work to be done by less and less people. And so everyone was trying to do the most they could. And it always felt like bad taking vacation, right? And we had to sort of turn that on its head. I'm sure we'll get to it, but um, kind of flexibility and, and time off is kind of a key component to keeping employees engaged over a long term, right? Like you can't be in a constant sprint without some kind of breaks along the way. You know, I think about kind of here at Gusto, one thing that got identified for us, uh, this was a year or two back now um, in one of our engagement surveys was that uh, women weren't feeling kind of like that they had the same kind of career growth opportunities that men did. And it's not like they scored like poorly. I think it was still above the industry average, but compared to the, the men at Gusto, it was lower. And so um, our HR team uh, went to work on kind of putting together some learning and development, um, some mentorship programs. Uh, we've started talking about kind of uh, conference uh, programs. And so getting specific about kind of like, what is the, the the problem that we're trying to tackle, I think is key to kind of any sort of action plan. We try to make it sound like it's more complicated, but it's not similar to a, a good solid project plan of something you've got to ship, build, design, accomplish, you know, whatever that is. It's got it, the, the, the true essence of those plans you know, having smart objectives, all those, they all factor into an engagement plan. Just that, you know, it's a different topic. There's a different nuances in the field, right? But otherwise, you need a solid plan. So what kind of like tangible goals can you set for your team around engagement? Depending on the, the issues that you're trying to solve. Uh, for me, will you be moving the needle on those issues? So if it is your engagement, like your, some of the questions in your engagement or your pulse surveys were scoring poorly, I want to resurvey those on a, on a frequency that made sense to see how it's working. Um, even if it's just like a, another pulse or another, you know, small survey along the way to see if you're moving those, those questions in the right direction. Right. 
I don't have the expectation it's going to be like fixed. <laughs> like in three months, we should move in the right directions, right? Um, a lot of times uh, for me, it really boils down to sometimes there's program design issues for what comes out from HR, but a lot of times it's supporting our managers in delivering those things that are affecting engagement, whether it's helping them improve L&D program or more access to L&D programs or helping them improve access to vacation or training or other things that are affecting their their engagement. A lot of times our work is checking the design of what the, the programs make sense. They're not actually holding us back and where they are fixing those. But a lot of times it is enabling the managers, the freedom, the bandwidth, the autonomy to actually help the employees with the engagement issues that they're, that they're working through in their teams. Um, and on the, you know, Hopefully, the outlier cases, you just have managers who are doing a good job. So things you got to train them on how to do some things better, uh, or they're the issue with the engagement. But for the most part, for me, I've, I've always found it's either the program design or supporting our managers to actually allow the those things that are, that are negatively scoring to actually happen. Because usually there are L&D programs, usually there are opportunities for growth, usually there are these things that we've built systemically into our, into our businesses, but we haven't given the freedom to that. We're too busy reconciling we're too busy reporting we're too busy closing the books we're too busy shipping more widgets and so we haven't allowed the freedom to actually access those programs and actually have our engagement where we want it there's a bit of a re- reoccurring theme i think we might have uh, talked about this last week right where hr people might have a tendency to want to help people and so like if an employee um is disengaged and whatnot your responsibility as the HR person is to work with the manager to help the manager engage the employee rather than you as the HR person trying to solve that kind of engagement pers- uh, uh, issue directly with the employee. Let's just play that out. If I HR person parachute in, you know, take over the problem, try to fix it. And then when I'm done fi- fixing that problem, we're having those conversations, I move off to whatever else I have to do, you know, comp cycle, <laughs> whatever it is I'm responsible for. That, that employee and that leader is still left off from, you know, to, to deal with that issue. There are other 360 days of the year because you, you were there for five days helping them out. And so for me, the real multiple stickiness is to help the, help the actual people there every day, which through the leader, as opposed to doing it yourself. Now, of course, there are extremes that require HR to jump in and be way more involved, but that I'm not referring to like, to the, you know, five, whatever that percentage on the extremes. It's the 80% down the middle that work, whatever that percentage is, that I think you're always better off helping the, the, the leaders than helping them yourself. For that specific question within the survey, I think you touched on this uh, kind of the start. Within the survey, like if if, uh, if you have an organization where during engagement surveys or maybe exit interviews or something, uh, employees are identifying that they're feeling unrecognized or maybe they're feeling um, like they don't have the tools to, to recognize their colleagues or team members properly um, or maybe they're just feeling generally kind of like disconnected from their peers. These are things that recognition can solve. And so sure. when you put the recognition tool in place, you can go and kind of like measure those specific results uh, within the survey. Correct. And then and I think you just, you know, you're, you're tried those two questions together about what's an action plan. And why, how do you set, like, what goals you set? I think you just kind of did it perfectly. Usually, you've got a survey that says, hey, do I feel recognized? It's usually the question we're talking about. Um, the, the, the answer is the result is poor. You then created a solution, which is we're going to do one, two, three, four. We're going to get a recognition program. We're going to teach our have a manager to a program. We're going to change one, two, three, four. We've assigned it to Bob. Bob has three months to get the tool up and running with provider. And then we want to survey in six months to see if that, and after six months, we'll be live to see if we move the needle on that question. 
there's your action plan and a result you can measure, right? And so I think it ties really nicely. Um, but that, you know, answering what measure, what targets you would set is hard because you don't know which, which one you're solving. Recognition, we just talked through that one. But if we talk through, I don't know, try to pick another one uh, that's not vacation. Um, learning and development. I don't have access to learning or, my, or I feel like my career path is um, uh, is somehow slowed. Um, then you've got to put in career pathing. You've got to put in some tools and helping employees understand how they can navigate their career at the company, which is by no means a small task. Um, my colleague Shelly and I are helping a company do that now. It's been about six months in the work in terms of just helping them create the framework for career pathing. And it's going to take about three months to roll it out. We'll probably see results in the next six months to a year. It's, that's not, that's a very large one, but that similarly there, there's actions that we could take in there, but it, and a plan that can be made to solve that issue of their employees not having it so that they have a career path at a company. What in your opinion are the most effective things companies can do to improve engagement? And I kind of just touched on like the bait, right? right? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to say the same things again. We just talked about a few of them, right? Um, I do. I, I do think if you don't have a way or 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 a systemic way for people to be recognized, I think that that's something you should solve, right? Um, whether that's using a, a platform like Gusto or you've built it in, a, an in-house program because you're not ready for a platform of this size, um, which I don't think is actually the case anymore. The way that software works, but that you've got to have a way for people to recognize each other. Um, that you've got to find a way for managers to have the autonomy to to manage and to um, uh, reward and recognize their team. Uh, with some autonomy so they can move fast, respond to the things that are happening day to day and without these huge approval processes uh, that we see sometimes. Um, and I think, you know, the biggest one for me, and it's to sound really so, so simple, you got to ask employees what will, you know, got to sur survey, talk, whatever it is, get the information, what's actually causing this engagement and then tell them, okay, we heard you and here's what we're going to try to do to solve it and then actually do what you said. And to me, whether that what you've done actually works or not, the engagement gets better just for the simple fact that you care enough to want to address it and you're actually genuinely trying to, to do something about it. And for me, that often gets lost. You know, sometimes we do these surveys, goes into a dark room that nobody knows what happened and, and, and then things just start happening. I think the more employees understand the process of, of, of how there was their engagement, we heard you, this is what we think, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do it by and actually do it and come back and say, hey, we did it. It sucked. We're going to do something else. We did it. The thinking good results, we're going to do more of it. Um, I think that's that's huge for engagement. Actually, the last thing that I, I didn't include in there was, and, and we touched on it briefly, was um, flexibility and, sure. and making sure that um, there's both flexibility and kind of like where people can work, right? A lot of people enjoy kind of working from home at least part of the week so they don't have to do kind of big commutes um, and time off throughout the year so that they can kind of re- um, regenerate and, and kind of come to work feeling engaged and ready to fire it up and ready to go. Yeah. I, I think I see if you, if you kind of hit it right on, I think if you, the, the differences between companies is what in those things you just said is how much of which are you doing? What's the combination that works for you? That needs to be that. And what's the combination that's right for the culture, the style of work, the industry, the competitors, like all the things that have to go with that go into it. And none of it is, um, you know, there's a lot of inputs to what becomes a very simple equation at the end of the day. Right. Uh, but there are a lot of inputs that could, you know, you only have a few levers to move, but a lot of things can move those two levers. And I think that's where we get, we make this even more complicated than it needs to be sometimes. It's like there's so many different factors. When you get down to it, what can we actually do for the teams? What can we do for our leaders? How do we make sure they have the flexibility to do the work they need to do? 
how we reward, reward them the right way, how we recognize the work they've done, and how we start that cycle all over again, right? Um, I think if you can if you can boil it down to that, no matter what the inputs, really understand you know how you're going to navigate that for your company. The 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 action plan never never ends because when the after action plan ends, it should result in a new action plan to either approve what you've already accomplished or to fix the deficiencies that didn't the things that didn't work in the first plan. Um, but you know this 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 tendency to think we're going to for engagement we're going to do this six month year long two year long program we're going to launch this thing and put big signs and posters in the office and send a splashy you know wallpaper and new screensaver all your computers. This is Dutch. It's not. It's not not a real thing. That engagement doesn't stop because you've launched the program. It's just made okay, cool. We made some improvement, and now we got to go either fix or approve that some more. There, there is no set it and forget it in the world of engagement. No, that, that if you set it, forgot it, it's just dying a slow death. You just don't know how long before it's dead. Right? You got to keep. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that spirit, like, how can you bring employees into the conversation around engagement? Well, as we talked about surveying, like that, that's that's usually a tool that we have, especially about large organizations. You've got to survey people because you can't talk to everyone. I do think speaking yeah. to employees is is important. Like speaking to leaders as leaders and speaking to leaders as employees is both as important as well. How would you do that, Quasi? So, uh, let's say I'm an organization with a thousand employees, and I'm kind of on the HR team. How have you seen it done effectively, kind of going and talking to various leaders throughout the organization? Are you setting up one-on-ones? Are you just putting those on your calendar? Are you kind of bringing a few together for kind of like uh, lunch and learn? I would say it's a combination of those things, Gabe. It really depends on how your HR team is built. So if you're large enough that you've got HR business partners or people with each of the businesses who are embedded in that group, then they have ways of getting feedback through their leaders that they're supporting and the managers and directors and VPs are supporting. And you can kind of pull back from each of your HR business partners. And most teams have that feedback with step up anyway, because they're rolling up programs out through those, that, that sort of like spider or um, waterfall type of system. Um, if you don't have that, then you are, then, you know, uh, uh, then you're into whether it's one-on-ones or it's groups that you're asking for, a lot of times for me, I like asking leaders to, to nominate a person or to uh, to help on projects that be, you know, not necessarily like, you know, approvals and steering committees, but people who you can bounce ideas off or give, you know, get some comments on, get some feedback on, who will eventually become champions when you roll the program out. Um, that works whether you have business partners set up or not. But I, you know, for me, I do, I, I do like asking leaders to put somebody forward as that's a way of recognition as well and a way of opportunity for those people. Um, manager what I want, et cetera. There is some bias that tends to happen when you do that because you tend to survey the same managers you like talking to, but mm-hmm. <laughs> funny to take that some of that out. Yeah. Have you seen organizations set up like specific engagement committees? Oh yeah. Uh, and sometimes uh, for me, especially uh, both Blackberry and Shopify and even some of the smaller ones I've worked with, we do that. I, I like doing those because that takes the ivory tower and throw this, I know everything out of the, out of the building of a program. Like I, I can probably get pretty good on the design. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not on the manufacturing floor, and or in the accounting department, or in the marketing teams meet meetings, or out in the field talking to people and people are, and the sales team. So taking that bias of I think I know what what what's right for everyone out mm-hmm. is important to me in any design. So having people participate, even if it's just sounding off, so you can get them to you know it's a it's an hour once a month, and they're just gonna hear you walk through the design or walk through an element of the design or the approval process, whatever it is. 
just to get that input, I think is really important. And I also think from a doctor perspective, it's it they work really well because those people, when you know, when people are out the cooler complaining, hey, we just got stuck with this new recognition program. And they're like, yeah, I was on that committee. We, you know, I know you didn't like that approval process, but we, we actually thought about it. You've got people who actually are bought into this thing that isn't just you pressing go on a button from the HR department. And, and what about like other employee-led initiatives, like um, employee resource groups, um, wellness challenges, social committees? Um, how, wh- what sort of impact do you think these play on kind of employee engagement? Funny enough, I used to, personally, when I was early in my career, I thought they, they didn't have much. As I got further in my career, I thought they had much more impact. And I think that's because the people are participating more. Right, people are actually caring what those groups are doing and not getting involved. They want to know what they're doing. They want to participate in the drives and lunch and learns and talks and things that these people that are being organized. I think the more people participate, the more important these groups become, right? Uh, because they are for a lot of people, a lot of large part of the engagement comes from what those groups are doing. And so um, it's funny. I was just helping um, one of my friends is uh, is at uh, Intuit, and I was helping them with uh, some of the stuff they're doing during Black History Month. Um, and the amount of impact, like I, I, you know, the amount of impact that it seemed to have and the amount of people interested in the, in the talks that they created and the lunches that they generated, those type of things was phenomenal. Um, and I think that, you know, for her, a large part of her, like well, I'm reading, this is my interpretation, a large part of her engagement in, in, in the, what's happening in that company is her involvement in that committee. If you want more strategies to engage your team, check out culture is the ultimate advantage our free guide on how to turn your culture into your company's greatest strength. Click the link in the description to get your copy. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow us so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to recognize somebody for a job well done today. Mucho gusto.